This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And it's been a rough couple of days in London, Ontario, and the province in the country for the Muslim community, especially after a family was murdered by a man in a vehicle on Sunday, targeted because of their race and religion. Last night, there was a vigil at the mosque in London, and a number of very emotional speeches. Here is the second vice chair of the London mosque, Nuseba Alazem, speaking last night. I've walked that trail that our London family walked on Sunday and never got to finish. And just like many of my friends and family have expressed to each other and on social media, it's not a matter that it could have been me. It was one of us. An LMM family, an LIS family, a Thames Valley family, a Western University family, just taking a stroll on a beautiful summer day like today. I think shock is the only word you can really describe. Like it, I, still, like it shouldn't, you know, it doesn't seem real. It shouldn't be real, but it is. And as a community, um, we were trying to deal with this yesterday. Jim, I know you took part. There was from the crash site, which was in Hyde Park, an area in London, Hyde Park Road and South Carriage, an intersection where the crash happened all the way. Um, and this is about seven or eight kilometers. Um, there was people standing out on the side of the road to show solidarity and to show that the community does not tolerate this kind of hate. And you were one of those people. You are, this is not far from where you live. Mm-hmm. And you decided uh, to go out and, and take part in this last night. Yeah. Yeah. We met up with um, my girlfriend's family and lined up on the sidewalk near the Rexall. Uh, outside the superstore there and uh it was unbelievable to see that many people lined up because we we drove there and it was just like person person after person all along the one side of the street as far as the eye could see um and then when we got to the spot that we were going to meet the family you, you know you look one direction endless sea of people you look the other other direction people as far as the eye can see um i really hope somebody took a time lapse video of the entire crowd uh, the whole distance of the the chain of people because it was it was uh very nice to see that many people supporting the community must have made it pretty real you were just blocks away from where this happened and standing there it must have been kind of tough for you too right yeah yeah and it's you know seeing people write in inspiring words and sidewalk chalk and and hold up signs and and seeing people of all different races and creeds gathering together i think is the the important thing that there's so much more love than hate out there and uh, my only hope is that the family and the, the muslim community in london saw the extent uh, of the love and hope that helps the healing process. Yeah, hope, hopefully they saw it and hopefully they felt it. Politicians showing up last night for the vigil. Here is Justin Trudeau speaking in London. As Canadians, we make a pact with one another that we will look out for each other, take care of each other, respect each other. Well, for the Muslim Canadian community, that pact has been broken too many times. It was broken last fall in Etobicoke and in Quebec City 
in far too many places across the country. Islamophobia is real. We had Mayor Ed Holder, London Mayor Ed Holder, on the air with us yesterday. He is in a, a very tough position over the past few days. It's got to be uh, pretty draining for him, but he got up and was very passionate in front of the crowd yesterday as well. I will be clear. This was a terrorist attack. This was an act of mass murder and a grotesque expression of hatred rooted in Islamophobia. The magnitude of what has happened to this precious family and to our Muslim community can make us question who we are as a city and even who we are as Londoners. We now live in a time and in a place where thousands of Muslims, our family members, our neighbors, friends and co-workers, perhaps the next time they go out for a walk and through no fault of their own may be looking over their shoulders. But I'd like to ask all of you my Muslim brothers and sisters, to look over your shoulders on this night, to look at all the support, the compassion, and the empathy that is shown tonight. It was very remarkable to see, as, as you mentioned, Jim, the streets lined with people from the uh, site of the attack to the mosque on Oxford Street. Doug Ford, Premier of Ontario, was in attendance. He spoke. As Mayor Holder has said... This was mass murder. It was a hate crime. It was an act. It was an act of terrorism against a family targeted for their beliefs and for their religion. This type of racism and terrorism cannot and will not be tolerated. We must stand united against it. It must be condemned in the strongest terms of those who commit this type of evil must and will be punished to the fullest extent of the law. The healing will continue. Um, last night was powerful. It was important, but uh, the process is just starting here with, with grieving and just respect each other out there. And this is great. It's like the floodgates have opened and we're getting more and more concert announcements. They rescheduled Judas Priest 50 Heavy Metal Years Tour uh, has been announced and they're going to be performing at the First Ontario Centre in Hamilton on November 5th. Ooh. Yeah, tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at livenation.com and ticketmaster.ca if you want to get in on that show it's uh he got some hits, man. I've never seen Judas Priest. Jim, have you seen them perform live? I don't think so. Uh, no, I think that would be an awesome show. I feel like there'll be a lot of leather involved, a lot of pyrotechnics. And what a show like this will be the first concert of mine, I think, that I'll go to after you know two years. Because it's the earliest one I can think of. November. Yeah, November's not that far off, no. folks. So, obviously, they have looked into um, the reopening of the province when planning this thing out. And that's very positive news if we're back at rock and roll concerts before Christmas time. Something to look forward to. Mm hmm.
Love it. We got to be able to sing along. If we're going back to concerts, like, can you imagine if they said, okay, we can have concerts again, but when Judas Priest plays Living After Midnight, no one is allowed to sing along. <laughs> Impossible! Uh-huh. Another band uh, made a big announcement yesterday. They were going back out on the road. Can't wait for some July talk. They are fantastic live, and they've got a show coming up December 5th in London, Ontario at London Music Hall. Also playing a show the next night in Hamilton. So they're getting back into her, too. And if you want to win tickets to Judas Priest or July Talk, you know we've got hookups with the tickets, right? You'll find details online, how you can win at fm96.com and y108.ca. Time to do our daily check-in with the Dad Bod Gallery. I'm dead sick, they- Taz and Jim, Dad Bod Pageant. We are searching for Mr. Dad Bod 2021. Virtual pageant online. Everyone invited to watch. It's going to be a ton of fun. Next week on the 17th. Uh, we... I don't know why I, every time we do something, I'm like, oh, what if nobody enters? <laughs> what, what if people don't want to do this? Uh, not the case here. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. The dad bods are just on display if you head over to fm96.com or y108.ca on the front page of the website. It's, it's hard to miss. You'll see a, a tile that cycles through, and it's a, it's a big old hairy chest and and barrel <laughs> just click on that and you'll find the gallery and some great prop work going on with the entries jim yesterday we were talking about how a lot of the dads chose to stand in front of a barbecue mm-hmm. when they uh, took a picture to send in many of them holding an alcoholic beverage in their hands in the pictures we got to give a shout out to Mike D of London because he's really working this hard hat well. Oh boy, reflective vest as well. Hard hat, vest, safety glasses. Mm. Little disappointing that he's got his t-shirt on under that vest. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a safety vest tan. <laughs> the little dots. <laughs> Kurt D of Jarvis, Ontario. He's showing some true dad talent. Pushing a push lawnmower while holding a drink in his hand, shirtless. <laughs> and there's something about a dad photo with somebody with their head in their hands, embarrassed beside them. Is that what his? I, I'm guessing his wife is. Is going. It looks oh, like his wife. Dear. Like Dave, Kurt, <laughs> what are you doing? Put a shirt on. <laughs> I love you. Got he's got a wheelbarrow full of insulation beside him, just dadding it up. What is Dave L of Hamilton wearing on his head? Is that a hockey helmet or? Let's see. That looks like a... Uh, a child's bicycle helmet? I think it's one of the... You know when a child has an oblong head shape and then the parents... Or and then the doctor says, wear this like styrofoam helmet to make your kid's head round? Okay. Do you know sure. those? Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think it that's what be, it is. Could be one of those. Just underwear and that, that helmet. That's all he's got <laughs> on. Thanks for sending that in, Dave. Epic barrel, though. 
Matt H. from St. Catharines. This always happens with, with dad bod year after year. We get the obligatory Speedo pictures. And Matt looks excited to be wearing his Speedo, but mm-hmm. not as excited as his buddy seems to be. <laughs> Drinking a beer and pointing at his junk. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen such a thing. Look at it. Guys, look what he's wearing. We get it. And Matt's holding the big Canadian flag, too. God love yeah. It. National pride. <laughs> if you want to enter the contest, could win a Louisiana smoker from our friends at Beachcomber London. They uh, do hot tubs, but they do some other great stuff for the backyard as well. And you can have some fun with us online virtual dad bod pageant next week. Enter online right now at y108.ca or fm96.com. Or if you just want to peruse, check out these slabs of beef. You can find them there now. I just wish it would get get itself over with here, this whole thunderstorm situation. Either do it or don't. I know. Humidity. I keep having to go outside, take the cover off the stupid patio furniture. <laughs> put it on, take it off. Uh-oh, the cushions got wet. Now I got to put it on, but make sure I take it off so yeah. it can dry out. I was putting my my patio cushions away. I don't know. I'm, they're, they're, they haven't went inside. You I, just gave up? You don't have a cover on them either? No. Are they, are they getting pretty worn out quickly? I don't know. I think they're fine for now. I mean, is it worth it? To every time, every night, put them in, or is it worth it in six years to replace them rather than eight years from now? Uh, you know what I mean? That stuff costs so much money. This year, especially, yeah. Yeah, you can't even find patio furniture this year. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be putting a, a cover on it. I, I did the pull the cushions in and out for a while, and it's annoying. We got we went online and we bought this thing that fits over top of our little sectional perfectly out there and mm-hmm. it's much more convenient than dragging everything in and out every time you want to sit down. Why not just take some of grandma's couch plastic and just permanently it permanent? wrap it? <laughs> How come that's not a thing? Plastic cushions. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it gets hot in the sun? That's probably true. Yeah, yeah, melts maybe, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <melts. laughs> I wouldn't even be able to tell you uh, where to buy couch plastic. Like, it seems like one of the industries (laughs) (laughs) that appeared in the 80s. Yeah, over the last 40 years has really been on the decline. (laughs) What a shame. There was, I bet there was a point where there was a couch plastic store on every corner. (laughs) In the 60s and 70s, look out. Uh, some guy built his fortune selling couch plastic, and now I couldn't tell you. <laughs> now he's a laughing stock. I can't lie. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Who do you trust? Yes, we've got facts about Michael J. Fox this morning. He's turning 60 years old. Our contestant is James Barley. Hey, James. Hey, how are you? Good, man. Okay, you got $100 there, Barley, up for grabs with uh, Lotto 649 for tonight, okay? Sounds good. Uh, Myself, Jim, and our producer in Hamilton, Hammer Manny, each going to give you a fact about Michael J. Fox. Guess who's telling the truth? Jim, let's start with you. 
Uh, I think a lot of people forget Michael J. Fox was on the show Spin City for a while, late 90s, early 2000s. He unfortunately had to step away after a few seasons because his Parkinson's uh, was getting worse. So uh, who filled in for him other than Charlie Sheen, as we all remember? And I guess their bond went a little deeper. Charlie Sheen at the time privately approached Michael J. Fox and said, Hey, man, I... I don't know how to explain it, but I have, like, a special type of blood. I never get sick. I never have to sleep. He's like, I have tiger blood. Would you like a tiger blood transfusion? It's special. If you want it, it's yours. Michael J. Fox graciously turned him down, knowing Charlie Sheen's Not past, a bad idea. Said, thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. And uh, didn't end up taking his offer, but uh, he was offered a tiger blood transfusion from Charlie Sheen. Winning! <laughs> Manny, how you doing this morning? Hey, boys, I'm good. How are you? Good. You have a fact about Michael J. Fox? I do, I do. So, Michael J. Fox was almost cast as Spider-Man in the 80s. Uh, A movie was in the works, and Marvel had everything ready to go. But at the last minute, they pulled out because tape from their competitors at DC Comics, who were filming the Batman movie, which came out in 1989, it leaked, and it made the execs think twice about their approach, uh, with the 2B Spider-Man film. So they scrapped everything and went back to the drawing board. Hmm. Michael J. Fox is Spider-Man. I Would could kind of see Peter it. Parker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, here's the truth, James. You ready for it? Yep. Michael J. Fox, we all know he's Canadian. We're all proud that he's one of ours. His middle initial is not J. It's actually A. And the reason he changed it is when he went to Hollywood, he didn't want everyone to to think he was from Canada um, because his middle name was A. Yes, you would. (laughs) What's up, A? How you doing, A? Michael J. Fox, A? Michael A. Fox. Michael A. Fox. Michael, how you doing, A? Fox. (laughs) Michael A. Fox, A? So he thought it sounded too Canadian being Michael A. Fox, so he changed it to Michael J. Fox. Who do you trust? Is it Jim Kelly? With the tiger blood transfusion, is it Manny? He almost played Spider-Man, or is it myself, Taz, that uh, his middle initial is A? Being a Back to the Future fan, I actually know that uh, A is the truth. So, Taz, I'm you going You got it. Nice. So you may be wondering, what does the J stand for, then? Nothing. I want to see you peacock, It's time for sports with Taz and Jim, joined by Devin Peacock from Global News Radio. And Dev, what do you have on your mind today? I'd like to know who is the idiot who's running the uh, lights over at the CN Tower because they should be fired. What happened? So yesterday, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and all of a sudden I see the CN Tower is trending on Twitter, and it turns out some face has lit up the uh, colors red, white, and blue. Like, are we living in the United States? No. Some jerk decided to honor the Montreal Canadiens because they represent Canada's hope for a Stanley Cup. Like, what is going on? Are you sure that's why those colors were lit up on the CN Tower? Yeah. Not only were they drunk enough to decide to go red, white, and blue, they decided to proudly share it on their Twitter account like they're just drunk tweeting like some f***ing moron. Like, what is going on? Like, like, hey, like, this is Toronto. It's not Montreal. Is Montreal light? Would Montreal be letting up for Toronto if we were in this position? No. 
in the Calgary Tower, do they say, well, if the Flames have been eliminated, we're going to support the Oilers. We'll do something uh, to support the Oilers. No, because they're not Alberta's best home. You live in f-ing Toronto, not Montreal. <laughs> Give this up. What if it was the finals and not just the semis? If it was the Stanley Cup finals, would you be okay with it? No, this is not the Olympics. I am not a Montreal Canadiens fan. Like, no, like, give this up. What do you? What is this? What is going on? Did somebody lose a bet? Because I, I think John Tory was having uh, like a spirited bet with somebody, and he had to fly the Montreal Canadiens flag a couple times. Over the past few weeks. Yeah, did the Notre Dame Basilica of Montreal have a bet with the CN Tower? (laughs) Well, if they did, then those fart sniffers got to tell us who (laughs) is doing these bets. Because I don't know who this faithless CN Tower person is. And right now, they're making decisions for all of us. Does that mean I get to decide what the CN Tower does? Since they're deciding I'm now a Montreal Canadiens fan? No. Dev, did you ever think the CN Tower just made a bad decision because it was really high? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Well, Dev, uh, I'm glad you're not on the ledge of the CN Tower like Drake on his album cover right now because I'm a little worried <laughs> about you. I got to tell you, the CN Tower better uh, lay low for a couple of days. Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio, might be right about this one. We'll check in with uh, reaction from Taz and Jim listeners in a second here. But if you missed Dev earlier on the show, he is not happy that the CN Tower in Toronto is lit up in honor of the Montreal Canadiens. Yesterday, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and all of a sudden I see the CN Tower is trending on Twitter, and it turns out some face has lit up the uh, colors red, white, and blue. Like, are we living in the United States? No. Some jerk decided to honor the Montreal Canadiens because they represent Canada's hope for a Stanley Cup. Like, what is going on? I love when Dev gets worked up. I can picture him, Jim, with that vein on the side of his big bald head. <laughs> Just starting to pulsate. Yeah, one bead of sweat dripping down it. We posted the story in a picture of the red, white, and blue CN Tower on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. And what are people saying, Jim? We asked specifically Leafs fans if this bothers you. Uh, Chris says, Leaf fan here. If that is the one major thing wrong in your life, then there is more wrong with your life than you know. Uh, Knowing Devin Peacock, that might be true. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle says, no, I'm not upset. Aren't we all Canadians? Go Habs. I mean, mean, it's one thing to just turn a blind eye to to the tower, but to say go Habs? Are you a Leafs fan? I don't know. Stacy says, no, I think it's awesome. They're Canadian. Go Habs, go. Uh, Dave says, get over it. They would have no problem having this thing lit up blue and white for years. How typically Toronto. Kudos to the CN Tower crew. Well, it's okay if it's your city's team winning to put their colors on the tower. Does the CN Tower belong to Toronto or does it belong to the country? Here's some text messages coming in. We've, uh, We've got one that says... Couldn't agree more with Devin Peacock. F the Habs, fire the CN Tower guy. <laughs> Do you think it's just one guy like the hunchback of Notre Dame who runs the well, show? you know, like every workplace has a Habs fan in it. Yeah. Right? The, the weird person you never really talk to. And That's then, always the Habs fan. Yeah, and then they show up wearing the jersey. Yeah. All of a sudden they're ordering poutine, saying bonjour to people. <laughs> like they're really playing it up. 
Ha ha ha, did Peacock ever think that maybe the CN Tower needs something to celebrate since Toronto chokes every year? Those poor blue and white lights are covered in dust. Now they're being put to good use with a little red mixed in there. Go Habs, go. Mm. It's time for Taz and Jim's Amateur Athlete Spotlight. (laughs) And Jim, you want to introduce us to a real up-and-comer in the baseball world. Yeah, this guy, I mean, fingers crossed we see him in the MLB, in the big league someday, because people are calling this the new gold standard for post-game minor league interviews. This is a pitcher from uh, NCAA uh, League. He plays for the Virginia Cavaliers. They won a game in the NCAA tournament over the weekend. 3-2 win, close game. Uh, The announcers in the booth interview him on the field, and he tells, though, odd story about how he was bribed by an opposing fan. I can't even describe it. I'll just let you listen. Let's go back to that last inning, ninth inning. What are the emotions like entering that inning? Well, emotions are go in, win. I heard a fan offer free Dippin' Dots if I blew it, which the price of Dippin' Dots with inflation is just unreal. So for a brief moment, I was like, damn, Dippin' Dots sound good. But also I thought in the back of my head, we win today, we win tomorrow, or tonight. We're going to be here another day. That's more per diem. So that means I can buy my own Dippin' Dots and be a winner. So it's like, you know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to attack I think three words every time I'm out there. The first one's a swear word, starts with F. Um, second word's attack. Third one's win. And I just repeat that to myself. Unless, you know, there's a breach in the system and I walk a guy and I got to tell myself I'm a few different things that isn't a winner. Um, I might break that, but then I get right back on it just this attack win, you know? They're, people are calling him Kenny Powers for obvious reasons. Bit, he's bit. got he's got some long flow. He's got a beard. He just seems like an absolute character. F attack win. Mm-hmm. F attack win. And I love the fact that he beats himself up if he's <laughs> You're a moron, you <laughs> idiot. You'll never be worth anything. <laughs> F attack win. He's got the F mantra. Attack. The forces. I am the force. The forces in me. But Dippin' Dots is uh, that's the ice cream. The little little, uh, little frozen circle things. Little globe. Tiny yeah. globes of ice cream. Those are pretty good. I pretty good. Dipping dots in a long time. True. Very good. Uh, making a comeback with the food truck industry. But you got to bribe. I know he's a, just a just a college player. But you got to bribe a guy a little more than just some dipping dots. What Maybe would a you couple want? Beers. I thought you were gonna say like a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it has to My be ice cream related. Else. True. Strike them out, <laughs> and you're gonna get an ice cream log cake. Oh no! F win attack. Forget about the cake. F win icing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy he's uh, he's getting some attention, and he seems like a real hero. One might say, Jim, he's a beer league hero. <laughs> He's playing slow pitch You've all seen him before 31 years old Still thinks he'll make the show Says he would've got drafted If he didn't hurt his knee Before he takes a pitch Elaborate batting routine He's a real try-hard, but he's only okay when he hits a digger. He talks about it for days when he brings some pints. He buys the cheapest kind 
When he picks his jersey, he's always 69. He's got two batting gloves and three sweatbands. But takes a walk to first whenever he can. He's a friend of a friend, so you can't cut him loose. You don't even know why. Dave likes this douche. And now he's eating a protein bar. He's chirping the ump and wearing Under Armour. Cause he's a beer league hero. Orange Oakley's on his eyes. Beer league hero. Hated by all the guys. Beer league hero. Cleats up as he slides. Beer Have you started watching Sweet Tooth yet, Jimbo? No, I have not. Have not. Waiting for a good time to sit down and smash through a bunch of it. If you haven't heard of this, it's a um, new show on Netflix that was based on a comic book written by Jeff Lemire, who's a very talented, talented Canadian artist and writer from the Windsor area. Correct. Mm-hmm. You love his stuff. I'm su- surprised you haven't jumped on this. Well, it was a busy weekend. It, there, I don't have that much free time right now. It's like I feel like I'm always looking after the dogs. So, um, just waiting for. Well, I don't know. Waiting for a free weekend or something. You're gonna burn through it. It's eight eight episodes long. Perfect. That's about. I I, I think the perfect length is six one hour episodes, but eight totally doable. Twelve is too many. Twelve is way too many. I think six is about perfect. Then it's like two really long movies. What would you do in the olden days when there'd be like 24 episodes in a season of a TV show? I'd be like my dad and have no idea about any pop culture stuff ever. <laughs> it's good. Uli you watched and I it? watched the first episode. Very well done. Yeah, because who is the... Who's the SNL cast member? I can't. Think Will Forte. Will Forte. Groomer, man. My yeah. favorite guy. Did not expect him to be cast in that role, but that's a lot of stars in it, apparently. Yeah. It, uh, it, my wife liked it too, which when I told her it was based off of a comic book, she's like, mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I said, it's, uh, it, it's not a superhero thing. Just give it a chance. She did, and yesterday she's like, I can't wait to watch the next episode of that Dear Boy show. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It is very, uh, in, a, in the era of, like, cute, marketable things, human-animal hybrid children, pretty darn cute. Like, you got a little skunk boy. Like, I saw some screenshots, skunk boy and deer boy, and they're all pretty cute. So. First episode, you're not ruining much, but they do show, a uh, like, a maternity ward, and it's all, like, baby babies crossed with animals he's like a little bird guy in there yeah yeah there's a porcupine kid <laughs> that'd be cool yeah until you try and give him a hug oh yeah that would be unfortunate <laughs> that's tough in the uh, delivery room for the mother i'm sure as well <laughs> give birth to half half human half porcupine yeah skin on skin bonding Yowch. not great i wasn't thinking of the bonding after the birth <laughs> Oh, yeah. I was hoping uh, I was hoping to come out in one direction, the smooth direction. Yeah, you may want to go C-section on that one, Mom. <laughs> Sweet Tooth, check it out on Netflix. Uh, so far, so good. We don't want to give too much away, but it's, uh, it's an interesting premise, 
and a bit of a local connection with Jeff Lemire being from Ontario. Jim, I'm glad we just announced the gender of your uh, your new dog on the air and we didn't make a big production out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do people do doggy gender reveal parties? Is that a thing? I mean, I only... Uh, I mean, the litters are like seven dogs. Uh, maybe if you had the pregnant pup, I don't know. I've never heard of it, but you know, knowing dog lovers, there is no end to their obsession so maybe yeah gender reveal parties are ridiculous across the board they have gotten out of control especially in the past couple of years like people are dying there's property damage happening with uh, crazy ways to make pink or blue poofs of smoke <laughs> instead of just <laughs> telling somebody yeah it's, it's, hey we're having a boy we're having a girl people think there needs to be some sort of big explosion or spectacle and here's another one an explosive disc at a gender reveal party has ignited a wildfire near fort mcmurray alberta not fort mc have they not been through enough wildfire officials haven't provided any other details except they say that one person has been charged and they're warning people in alberta about exploding things to reveal whether or not you're having a son or a daughter. So these guys, they must have been skeet shooting with some sort of skeet set. Yeah, I think you buy special, there's special ones you can buy, Jim, like when they explode, they're blue or pink. Yeah, yeah. But why can't they just be made of pink or blue clay and then just, like, do they need the the accelerant or the tannerite or whatever they have in these things to actually explode? A cloud of dust is just as satisfying. Looks way cooler. (laughs) You want to hear it. Yeah, small explosion is created here. I'm looking at this uh, when you connect with a a round from a gun. I mean, it sounds kind of awesome, I got to be honest. But, like, can you do it over the lake? (laughs) Especially in dry conditions, that initial explosion can create some heated debris. When that hits the ground, it can simmer and start a wildfire. Local firefighters assisted 10 wildland firefighters in dousing the flames. So good news, the fire was fully extinguished before it got out of hand. That's great for Fort McMurray, who uh, we all know have a past with with wildfires. Yeah, I mean, thank God it's not August. This would be the equivalent, like, they're so stupid doing this. It would be equivalent, like, going to Pompeii and saying, okay, guys, if the lava is pink, it's a girl. <laughs> Wait for it. If the lava's blue, we're going to smoking. detonate the volcano here in five, <laughs> four, three. Hey, Jim, did you see that the president of France got slapped? No, straight up slapped? Straight up slapped in the face. Macron? Macron. Emmanuel Macron got slapped in the face. He was at a uh, an event in a small town in France, southeastern France. Walks up to the crowd, starts shaking hands. Some guy grabs his hand, slaps him right across the face. Wow! Luckily, he had his security with him. They instantly dove in front of the French president and took took the the rest of the slaps for him. <laughs> I can only imagine what kind of trouble you'd be in if you slapped a sitting president. Yeah, it wouldn't be good. Two people were arrested. The slapper uh, got arrested by police, and there was another guy there. It sounds like these idiots who go around trying to get attention for themselves by 
being jerks to people. You know? Yeah, there's a couple like guys in France specifically who are YouTube uh, instigators slash prank people who have been known to go a little far. I don't know if these guys are part of that, but um, in France there is a uh, a movement of like people who go over the top with their pranks. Maybe this is part of that. There was a guy filming, and he was arrested as well. Huh. Did he do the French thing where he took off a white glove before he slapped Macron <laughs> in the face, or was it just... No, it was homemade. Just a, <laughs> just a That would have made it a little Frencher, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, pardon. Excusez-moi. <laughs> but the president is doing okay. He was slapped. He, he went and collected himself, and he returned, and the crowd was very supportive of him after, after he received the slap to the face. Yeah, I think I think regardless of what side of politics you're on, slapping your leader not the right move. Not a good idea, and I'm sure these these two people who decided to pull the stunt off are going to have a lot of time to think about the decision they made. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.